Man, this is awesome, guys. This is so fun. I love uh, being here. My name's Jonah. If I haven't gotten to meet one of you guys, I'm not Pastor Jared. I don't. Uh, I do get mistaken for him every once in a while, but I'm not him. Um, and I also am coming up here just a little bit more insecure because Cameron's mustache is maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen. And now I'm insecure about my mustache, but we're going to move on. And we're going to walk in faith that even though my mustache is not as incredible as Cameron's, it's going to be okay. The Lord is still with me. He still loves me. And he's still here tonight. But how are you guys doing? Good? This is so fun. Guys, this is such an honor. Um, I'm from Michigan, but live here in Grand Rapids now, and I'm a part of a community called Every Heart, which is so um, so special that God picked all of us up from different parts of America, different parts of all over the place, and put us here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so Every Heart and Met by Love, we are just a group of young people who love Jesus so, so much. He's changed our lives, and now we have a desire to partner with Jesus in seeing our generation met by the love of Jesus and sent by the love of Jesus. And I look around, it's so cool. Some of you guys, like I've, I've had the honor and privilege of like baptizing you on a Monday night. Some of you guys we've been on tour with and gone from Grand Rapids all across America. Some of you guys call um, Sunday nights part of your community, but then are getting baptized. And I hear you're like, you're coming to Sunday nights. You're like, you'll never guess. I just got baptized at Res. My life got changed. And it's like this beautiful crossover of communities of faith. And I just want to say from all of us at Every Heart Met by Love, we look up to you guys so much. We're so blessed by you guys. And there's such just a grace for faith in this body and in this community. And what I mean by that is that there's just this like level of faith that this church and that access carries that literally is transforming people's lives all across the city. And how I know that is faith is not just something that we do in a moment during a worship song. It's, it's part of it, but faith comes in action. And I actually have several times been out in Grand Rapids in this city and felt the Lord ask me to go share the gospel with someone. And I would actually go and I start talking to this person. They'd be like, no way, this is so crazy. Someone just last week came up to me and t- told me the same thing. And they go to a, a, a Res Life or Access. Oh, yeah, Access. That's what they go to. And it blows me away. I've, I've literally gotten before a guy go, wait, 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 wait. You just told, you came up and talked to me last week, didn't you? And I was like, no, I promise. I don't think I've ever talked to you. I don't come to this. He's like, no, 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 you did. Look, look, look. And he whips out his phone and he pulls out his contact. He's like, no, you text me. And the contact name was Jared Blockamp. <laughs> And I was like, that's crazy. No, but we get mistaken sometimes. And so what I I just want to say is that we love you guys. We're honored by you guys. You guys have plowed ground in this city along with us, and lives are being changed. And you guys carry a faith that not only this city, but this nation and the world needs. And it's a transformative faith. And you might think it seems small, just a random group of 18 to 20 some things in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but it's real and it's God. And with God on our side, there's nothing that can stop us. There's no heart too hard. There's no darkness too dark. And I'm just so excited and so thankful to be here with you guys. Another little fun thing is um, if you didn't know, we do travel across America primarily in the summers going city to city preaching the gospel. And this is just wild. This is just another testimony of Rez. And so when God first gave us this idea, I wasn't living in Grand Rapids, but one of my best friends was. And every once in a while, he would come out to an access. And I gave him a call. I was like, bro, 
I just feel so strongly, Lord just spoke to me. I think we're supposed to go across America and preach the gospel. And he goes, no way. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, no way. Just a couple months ago, I was at this thing called Access, and the pastor, Pastor Jake, actually, the pastor came up to me. He never knew me. He never met me. He came up to me and said that I was going to be given an opportunity or that I was actually supposed to, I was called to go across America and preach the gospel. I'm in. And so me and this best friend and several of my other best friends from a moment that sparked here, we were given a faith to go and say yes to what Jesus has asked us to do. And now hundreds have been able to give that same yes with us. And we're just blown away at what God's done. So we love you guys. We're thankful for you guys. This is a community of faith and I'm ready to, I'm ready to meet Jesus tonight. Is anyone else ready to meet Jesus tonight? And this is what I want to say. Like, even though many of you guys are are crushing it, you might be feeling right now in your heart, man, I'm the closest to God I've ever felt in my life. Or you might be sitting here tonight, you might be like, man, I used to feel that way. I used to be the one that would be so filled with zeal for the Lord that I would tell man, my heart's grown so cold. Or maybe you're here tonight, you're like, man, I am at the lowest point in my life. I don't even know why I'm here, but I just showed up and I'm at the lowest of my lows. Whatever we're in, whatever place we're in, I just want to like, I want you to acknowledge, I want you to agree with me that there is more and that the transformative power of Jesus is enough for every single one of us tonight. And before we even go into this message, I just felt, I don't know if you guys have ever had this moment, but I've had moments before in services like this where it's not a speaker, it's, it's not a band, it's not a song, but it's Jesus in the room that ministers to my heart. And at the end of the night, my heart has been transformed and I've maybe I, I was able to step into a forgiveness that I've been withholding. Maybe I'm able to step into a heart posture of surrender. And the message was like about tithing or something. It wasn't even about those things, but it was just Jesus in the room that led me into encounter with God that led me into transformation. And I just believe that's going to happen tonight. Like this message, it might not even be what God's doing, but I just have such a confidence that Jesus is in the room tonight, that God is just going to pluck us out supernaturally, no matter how we're feeling. We're just going to feel so seen and highlighted by the Lord. And what I want to say is tonight, respond rightly to him. Respond rightly. Don't hold back. It's not worth it. It's not worth waiting till next week. It's not worth seven more days of holding on to the shame you've been carrying. It's not worth seven more days of of unforgiveness or bitterness in your heart or a lack of, of faith. It's worth it tonight. So my encouragement is whether you're hearing a completely different message, that's probably the Lord. And what I want to say is respond rightly to him tonight. So can we just pray together really quick? Just close your eyes. Lord, I just thank you so much for tonight. God, and I'm just filled with faith, Lord, that you're with us and that you're near to us, God. It's not just hype. It's not just a facade. It's not just something nice to say at the beginning of services, God. It's real. It's you. It's your presence, God, and it's the real transformative power I've seen in my life. I've seen on the streets of America. I've seen in nations, Jesus, and and it's you. It's you every single time, and so Holy Spirit, we invite you tonight, and we say point our eyes to Jesus, Holy Spirit. Point our eyes to Jesus. We honor you, God, We need you tonight, and we love you, and we say in our hearts, just make this declaration with me, just in your heart, that God, tonight, I will respond rightly to you. God, tonight, I'll hold nothing back. You're worthy of my everything, Jesus. Whatever you ask tonight, I already give you a yes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, guys. Well, you guys probably maybe even know this better than me, but you guys have been in a series um, 
called, and they spoke in other tongues, which is so, so awesome. And Jared texted me a few weeks ago about this, and I was fired up. I was like, let's go. I was like, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about and share about because it was the person of the Holy Spirit that changed my life, that changed my life. I grew up a long time knowing about Christianity, knowing about Jesus, knowing about different things, but it was the person of the Holy Spirit that changed my life. And tonight, I heard that you guys have been talking the past few weeks, I think, about intercession a lot. Is that true? Cool. That's true. Amen. And, um, and part of what, what you guys have been learning and going through, Jared's been talking about, is just like persistency in intercession and just this, this supernatural connection we get to have with God through the Holy Spirit to step into aspects of God, to step into aspects of what he wants to do in and through our lives here on this earth. And so I am so excited to share on this. And I, I actually um, am, am really excited because what I felt tonight was actually a little bit even different than what I normally would have shared. Um, even when first hearing this, you know, you know those things, you just hear something and you don't pray about it yet. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you pray about it and God's like, no, you're going to do this. That's what I feel. And I'm really excited because I think the, the Lord wants to reveal a part of his spirit to us tonight that I really believe is going to open us up to be forever changed. And that's, my, that's like my heart. That's what I want tonight. I want to leave tonight different. I don't care how good or bad I'm feeling. Like, I want to leave it different, and I want the fullness of God tonight. And that comes through Holy Spirit. And so tonight, when, when talking about Holy Spirit, when talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when talking about our, our interaction, what it means for us as humans to, to receive and be connected to the Holy Spirit of God, um, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about tonight that... Actually, there's very few things in my life that has been as powerful, as shaping, as forming, as, as growing and stretching as this thing. It's something that has led me to, to make really good decisions. It's something that's also in the natural, in, in the lesser form, led me to make really bad decisions. It, it's something that has truly made me um, into who I am today. And what that is, is something called friendship something called friendship. And this is something that's really powerful because I don't know if you know this, but I want to tell you, friendship with Holy Spirit is actually something that is our inheritance as a believer in Jesus Christ. This is crazy, guys. This is like, this should shake us at our very foundation. Like the very thing that at one point in time in history, the presence of God, so holy, so set apart, so perfect, so powerful that there would be moments in time in history before Jesus came, lived a sinless life, died and rose again, where the presence of God was so powerful that people would die in the presence. And now we get to have friendship with the Holy Spirit of God. And so what I want to talk about is friendship is friendship's pretty powerful. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced this. Does anyone have like just like a friend that like you just start hanging around them and all of a sudden you start like doing the things they do or like saying the things? Does that, okay, a couple of us? Anyone? Okay, okay, okay. I'm not alone. Um, and this is what I would say. These are, these are the moments where I made some really great decisions with, with the people around me. And I made some really bad decisions with the people around me. One of my bad decisions, I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember this. I don't know if this was just my high school or maybe it was other high schools, but does anyone remember Tank Tuesdays? 
No one. Tank Tuesdays. Okay, I'm going to tell you, my friends and I, on Tuesdays in high school, we'd wear bro tanks. No matter how cold, no matter how hot, it was the boys. And we got together, and every Tuesday, we wear, would wear neon-colored bro tanks to high school. Tank Tuesday. And it was my friends. I felt like I was the coolest dude in the world. Why? Because I was surrounded with other people who were doing this. Was I? I look back. What was I doing? It was just so bad. I had a guy on my tennis team. I was a freshman and I played tennis and he was a senior and I thought he was super cool and he was my friend. I looked up to him. Not a very good influence at all in my life. But, but he did this thing in high school. Maybe you guys will get it but he walked like his ankle was broken. Like he literally did. He walked like this. And so I'm not kidding. Like this was my buddy. He was a senior. I was a freshman. And I started watching him in high school and I would see him walking across. And I was like, oh my word. I was like, okay. I'd start walking like my ankle was broken. My ankle was fine. His ankle was fine. But there was something because I looked up to him and he was my friend. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to look like him. Okay, this one's, I don't know if I should share this one, to be honest. Okay, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. This is so bad. Um, I'm not in any way, this is very disrespectful, so I'm not glorifying disrespect. This was pre-sanctified Jonah. There's been a lot of growth since this moment. But my friends, again, in high school, they came to me one day, and we were juniors, and there was this tradition at our high school that the seniors would do their, like, graduation ceremony in front of the whole school. So the, the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen would all watch at a separate time during the school day the graduation ceremony. And it was supposed to, like, you know, like, encourage us to be like, oh, man, one day if we work hard, get good grades, you know, we could graduate too. It was supposed to motivate us. So it was the day before, and after school, my buddies come up to me. They're like, Jonah, we have an idea. I was like, you don't even have to say another word. I'm in. And they're like, okay, this is what they're gonna, we're going to do. We're going to go to the pet store, and we're going to buy as many mice as they'll sell us. And I was like, I'm in, bro. Sign me up. Whatever you need. If you need cash, I'll pay for these mice. I'm in. So the next day, we wake up. My buddy, sure enough, he went, and he bought all these mice. And uh, we show up in the parking lot, and you would have thought it was much worse dealing than what it was, but we had these brown paper bags, and he was handing each one of us a couple mice in these brown paper bags, these lunch boxes, lunch bags. And we walk in, and we sit down. It was the first hour. We sit down, and we have these brown paper bags, like, wadded up in our lap with live mice in them. And we're sitting there, and our vice principal comes up, you know, and she's like coming up and she's like giving her whole speech and like doing her whole thing and so we were getting ready we kind of had this moment planned and we're like we're going to release these mice and the school is going to go crazy and we're not going to tell anyone it was us and so we're getting ready to release them and my buddy's like jumps out of his before it was time and like starts crawling around on him and so he just flicks it off and he says go 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 and so everyone gets theirs out real quick, dumps, dumps the mice on the ground. They start running around. Mine was like wadded up next to me. And by the time I tried to grab mine and like get it out of the bag, the, the mice were already everywhere. People were standing on the chairs screaming. Girls totally ruined the whole assembly. There was like 15 girls in front of us and every girl was standing on their chair just freaking out. And... I'm going to end there because there's one more thing I did with the mouse because I actually didn't let my mouse out of the bag. I actually had to find a way to discard uh, or get rid of my, my mouse so that I didn't get caught. The mouse did live. I will say that. I thought I killed it. It did not die. The mouse lived. That's all I'll say. 
But what I want to say is this. I, I did crazy things because I had crazy friends. I did wild things that sometimes were good decisions and sometimes were bad, but it was because I had friendship. And friendship, whether we know it or not, is influential. And what I want to say tonight is that there's an influential friendship that we have to have and we have to carry and we need it deep. It has to be the foundation and it's friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's friendship with the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about this, but I'm telling you, anything less than friendship with the Holy Spirit, we're missing the fullness. We're missing what we were created for. We're missing the point of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus actually said, and I'm getting out of myself, that it was better for him to go because he was sending his Holy Spirit, the one that we were created for post-resurrection, to live with, to be friends with, to commune, and to live a life reflecting of our friendship with the Holy Spirit. So tongues, intercession, miracles, all those things are part of friendship with Holy Spirit. But tonight I really want to like lock in and like really press into what does it mean to be friends with the Holy Spirit? What is, who is the Holy Spirit? What is it? What is the purpose? Why do we talk about this? And then I I really believe tonight that our lives are going to be changed. If any of us have had found friendship in anything other than the fullness of God, that tonight's a night to receive, again, fresh friendship with Jesus, fresh friendship with the Father, and fresh friendship with the Holy Spirit. And that we're all going to leave changed tonight. And so I, I want you to know that from the very beginning of time, From the very foundation of the world, you and I, we were created to know God. Like, I just want that to be so clear. If you, for a second, think in your mind or in your heart that you have any other purpose above this on earth, I just want to say you're wrong. You were created by God and created for God. You were intentionally knit together. And it even says in the word that eternity was placed in the human heart crazy. Eternity was placed in the human heart. And the only thing, I'm telling you, I'm pleading with you, the only thing that can satisfy an eternal heart that we were created with is an eternal God. That is what you were created for. You were created from the foundations of this world to know God and to be in right standing relationship with him. But how many of us know that that we fell short of that? And it was in our falling short that from the very beginning, God had a rescue mission plan. And his rescue mission plan was to send his one and only son, Jesus, who never sinned, who who was undeserving of every punishment that he endured, but endured every nail, every spike, the crown of thorns, the spitting and mocking because of one thing. You and I were created for God and there had to be a punishment for the sin that we had in our lives that separated us from what we were created for. And the punishment fell on Jesus. And because of that, now we know, and I hope we all know this, and there'll be time to respond if this is something you don't know yet or you haven't stepped into yet, is that now we can have a right standing relationship with God, that we can know God with nothing hindering us anymore because our sin that once separated us has been paid for by Jesus. That is why we worship. That's why we jump when we sing living hope. That's why we go crazy is because we have a God who did what no one else could do to to bring about the one purpose that you and I were created for, which is to know God. It's crazy. I hope that hits. I hope that hits deep in your heart. It hits mine. And I think something that was really intentional of God is to put this foundation of friendship and relationship that we can have with him. 
And what I mean by that is I think it's really possible, and, and we probably see this in all other religions that are not true religions, that are counterfeits or slightly distorted versions of the truth that we know. And, and we see that um, without friendship, without relationship, and without love, there can be a religious box that gets put on a religion or gets put on a God that it becomes about self-performance. It becomes about self-enhancement. It becomes about what we can do to get to God instead of what God did to get to us. And what's crazy which breaks every box of every religion that had ever existed before Jesus is that our God, the one true living God, loved us so much that he, out of love and desire for friendship, desire for nearness, he sent his one and only son. And there's no other God. There's no other religion. There's no substance. There's no amount of money. There's no anything that can do what God has done for us. So tonight, we're, we're talking about friendship with the Holy Spirit. And I, I just want to make it clear on, on who the Holy Spirit is. Um, because, you know, it, it is this kind of crazy, mind-blowing reality that our God is God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, but in three part. And our, our God, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is 100% God. And it's important for us to view Holy Spirit as God. And Holy Spirit is not just a part, is not just a function, is not just a tool, is not just an avenue. The Holy Spirit is a person who is fully the nature and character of God, sent by Jesus so that those who follow Christ may have an advocate, helper, and empower to lead us to truth, to empower us to love and live a life like Jesus, and to be set apart in our pursuit of him. That is like who Holy Spirit is, is Holy Spirit is the character, the nature, the fullness of God in part sent to us by Jesus as he ascended into heaven. Spirit came on Pentecost to dwell not just upon us, not just around us, but actually came to dwell inside of us. This is crazy. We were not able to house the spirit of God inside of us. Um, It talks in the Bible, it's like putting treasure in clay jars. No one would put, I would never put, um, it'd be like putting my iPad. This is silly. I'm coming up with this right now on the spot, so I hope it lands. It'd be like putting my iPad in a Ziploc bag and calling it a case. It'd be like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's an iPad, and it's got a case on it. That's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. It's like, no, the Holy Spirit of God is so much more valuable than, than the plastic Ziploc bag that I am. But because Jesus has cleansed me, renewed me, and made me whole, I can now hold an iPad in my heart. Not a real iPad, the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? I can hold the Spirit of God in my heart. And so we have to know that the Spirit of God is not just, the Holy Spirit is not just this some outward, kind of swirly, ethereal um, feeling that we get. It's the real reality, nature, spirit, and presence of God that actually can dwell inside of us because of what Christ Jesus did. Does that make sense? Are we tracking with this? Crazy. I'm just trying to lay a foundation because this is, this is wild. And so with knowing that that is who Holy Spirit is, that's the purpose of Holy Spirit is to dwell inside of us that once was so separate can now even house the presence of God. Uh, I want to talk about what it means to be a friend of Holy Spirit. Um, 
I don't know about you guys, but I got saved in uh, a community that didn't talk much about Holy Spirit. I'm very thankful that there's a community like this here that does actively talk about Holy Spirit and talk about, because it's essential. It's a pillar of what it means and what we need to follow Christ and live into the fullness of him. But I started meeting people after I'd kind of come to know Jesus who, who talked about Holy Spirit. And man, I thought they were so weird. I literally did. I was like, oh my word. But I knew that there was something different about them. The worst part, the worst story where I felt so bad, I was so embarrassed. And, and this is why I'm talking about. So we're going to talk about what does it actually mean to be friends with Holy Spirit. But we were doing a, we were in a prayer circle and I met this guy. He like came to this gathering. He's like, can we pray? I'm like, yes, let's pray. And he just like goes. And, and so we're all holding hands. It's probably like seven or eight of us. And, and I step in right to his right. And I, and I start holding his hand and he goes, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Everyone else is holding people's hands. What do you mean? What am I? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, we need to leave room for Holy Spirit. He's like, so we're going to let a gap and we're going to hold Holy Spirit. I'm like, how was I supposed to know that Holy Spirit was right here? No one ever told me Holy Spirit just stands to the right of you and you're supposed to hold his hand in prayer. I don't know. Like I was so embarrassed, but I was like, okay, I actually probably need to know how to be friends with Holy Spirit. If this is a thing, if people are experiencing this, and I could see, I could see it in people. I could notice when people were friends of God and friends of the Holy Spirit, I could tell. I was like, I need to start, I need to start pressing into this. And I hope tonight that we can hear some of these things and press into this. But th these are the few things, there's just a few points that I wanna teach on tonight um, that, that hopefully will help us in our pursuit of friendship with Holy Spirit. And in friendship with Holy Spirit, in the same way that I made crazy decisions with my friends, you guys, every single one of us, are going to make crazy decisions with Holy Spirit. But they're not going to be bad decisions. They're going to be the full decisions of Christ that he desires in our heart. Like, like I had done silly things and things that I, I might regret. You guys, there's going to be a cost that comes with befriending Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead you into wild things with things internally and things externally. And as we become a friend of God, friend with Holy Spirit, it's gonna be the best thing we can do to just keep saying yes, to keep saying yes time and time and time again. And so I, the best way that I know to find truth is to go to the Bible. Does anyone love the Bible? I love the Bible. We need the Bible. The Bible is the word and truth of God. And so I just want to like read out some things from the Bible. If you're taking notes, like you can write some of these things down, but these are like biblical things that talk about what does it mean to be friend, friends with God, friends with the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is. And so what does the Bible say about how we should build friendship with Holy Spirit? Number one is reverence. It's reverence. This is wild, guys. Psalm 25, this is like even pre-Jesus. So just think about this. This, is, this was the design, the, the goal, the heart of God from the very beginning. Psalm 25, 14, it says this. Friendship with God is reserved for those who fear him and he who makes known his covenant to him crazy. What does that mean? What does that mean to fear God? What does that mean to have a reverence for God? Uh, I, I have friends who really like sports. I don't, I don't really, I'm a really bad sports fan. I don't really keep up with sports. I don't know that much about sports. 
but I've gone to events before or like gone to like a, a different sporting event or gone to things and there'll be like pretty influential like sports players around that are not on the team but they're just also there watching do you have you guys ever had that experience where you just show up and you're like oh my word I think that's so and so or I think that's and, and they're and they're famous you know or they're they're well known they're they're professional athlete well there's been several moments where I'll be with friends and we'll be and they'll be like oh my gosh that's so and so I'm like I have no idea who that is and they they go up to him and they're like, hey what's up oh, it's so good to meet you, like, I love, dude, good game last week, like, it's so awesome, and then I kind of show up, and I'm like, what's up, bro, I don't know anything about you, and I, I, I could, couldn't tell you any different from this dude on the street, I, I really don't know, and uh, there's always this, like, disconnect because of my lack of recognizing and reverence for who that person is, and what I want to say is it's hard to have friendship with someone if you don't have an understanding or an awareness of who the person is. And so what I want to say is the same thing is true with the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's not just like a toy. It's not just a tool. It's not just this fun, cute thing. But it's God, and it's holy, and it's beautiful, and it's all-loving, and all-powerful, and all-knowing. And there needs to be this reverence in creating friendship of like, wow, Holy Spirit, you are worthy. Holy Spirit, we love you. We honor you. We welcome you. Does that make sense? We can't just brush past or, or look. We, we have to, it says literally in the word, friendship with God is, reso- is reserved for those who fear him. The, the next thing that is important in friendship with Holy Spirit is we need to know our standing with Christ Jesus. Guys, this is huge. This is so important. We need to know our standing with Christ Jesus. Literally, it says this in John 15, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Crazy. Guys, this is God. He loved us so much that he made known to us and revealed himself to us, no longer calling us servants, but friends. John 14 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you a helper, the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be within you. And guys, this is what we need to know. We need to know of the righteousness that we have because of Christ Jesus. And the righteousness that we carry is what gives us the permission to engage and have friendship with a holy, perfect, set-apart God and step into friendship with Holy Spirit. Last thing, um, actually a couple more things. Number three is desire. In having friendship with Holy Spirit, there needs to be a desire for friendship says this in Luke eleven thirteen. if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those whom ask crazy you're telling me that at Christmas you got what you wanted but we for some reason are insecure that God won't know and won't give us the very thing we need but what do we need to do we need to have a desire for the things of God for the things that God would give us the Holy Spirit, the very person, presence, character, and nature of God that will do, can dwell with us, around us, and within us. The, the next thing is um, obedience and faith. If we want to be friends with Holy Spirit, 
There, there's an invitation to carry obedience and faith in friendship with God. It says this in James chapter 2, verse 23, talking about Abraham. Abraham's a, a really, really old, dead guy, but was really, really influential and really amazing and was the foundation of a lot of you know, what we believe today. And it says this about him. It says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which says this, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Crazy. But what, what do we know about Abraham? He lived a life of faith. He lived a life. He was called the father of faith. He heard from God and had moments with God. And then he acted and responded in obedience. He wasn't perfect. He made plenty of mistakes. But there was a point of, of reverence, of respect, of faith and obedience with God to the point where he actually was even ready and willing to kill the one and only son that he had that was promised to him by God and was a miracle. The very miracle that God gave him, he was filled with so much faith and obedience that he was ready to crucify the very miracle that God had given him. That's crazy. How many miracles has God given us? And because of a lack of faith or a lack of obedience, we're not willing to go and do the things that God's asked us to do with the miracles he's given us. Pretty wild. This is the invitation, guys, is to live a life of radical obedience and radical faith. And so to recap this, this is what the Bible says. These are practical things that we see in the word of God to help us build friendship with Holy Spirit so that the spirit of God may be the nature in which we live, love, and walk in. It's to reverence God, to have a reverence for him, to fear him, to love him, and have a respect and an honor for the God of this universe. To to know our right standing with Christ, that we've no longer been called servants, but we have been called friends because of Christ Jesus. To have a desire to believe that if earthly parents know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And lastly, to walk a life of faith and obedience, to say, God, even before you ask, my answer is already yes. That it's not just my action, it's my life of who I am. I will live a life to say yes to whatever you ask, no matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice, no matter what it is. And so this is what I want to do tonight, and this is what I want to say tonight, is these things are, are to develop friendship, but what is friendship with the Holy Spirit unto? I really felt God highlight three clear things that friendship with Holy Spirit is unto. And I feel like these are the three things that God is going to ask us to respond to tonight. And um, Kylie, if you and the band even want to start hopping up and just getting ready, because we're just going to respond to Jesus tonight. Like we prayed in the beginning, I really feel strongly, guys, that God's just going to put his hand on our hearts tonight. He's just going to pluck us out of situations and moments and things that we're going through. And he's going to divinely interject his heart, his presence, and his love into our lives. But this is what friendship with Holy Spirit is unto. And this is what I want us to walk in and what I want us to believe for. But this is what we can only find in the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot actually, I really believe I live this. I, I fall short without Holy Spirit in my life in these areas. And the first one is this. Friendship with Holy Spirit leads us to power over sin. Guys, I walked as a Christian so long bound by sin. I thought it was my own behavior modification. I thought it was me needing four or five more accountability partners. I thought it was a couple more confession sessions. I was a tongue twister, didn't even mean it to be. Um, 
I thought it was on me to get pure of my sin. But purity came by God and for God. And the Holy Spirit, friendship with him, allows us to walk in power over sin. Not in our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit that can dwell within us. Second, part of being friends with Holy Spirit is to walk in power to preach the gospel and to make disciples. Man, guys, we have a mandate. We have a mandate to go and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations, teaching them everything that we have been taught, everything that has been commanded of us, and baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the mandate, guys. I don't want to waste the time that God's given me on this earth thinking that that's not part of what my mandate is. This is the biblical mandate for every believer. And tonight, I want to tell you, you're going to run out of steam. You're going to run out of strength if you attempt to do this in your own power. I'm telling you, I I probably have, uh, I I bet I could get by for like two weeks without the Holy Spirit. I bet I could. I I really do. I think I could muster. I think I've done it enough where I could get two weeks. But at the end of those two weeks, I will be dry. I will be exhausted. I will be numb. My heart will be cold. I will probably have slipped up and walked in some sin. The compassion in my heart will grow dim. And really, what are those two weeks unto if I was walking with a heart that wasn't for God? And so I'm telling you guys, even if you think you can do it on your own strength, you can't. We need the power of the Holy Spirit and friendship with Holy Spirit to walk into the power to go and share the gospel and to make disciples. And last thing, number three, is to burn with love for Jesus. Holy Spirit says in the word, leads us to all truth. The Holy Spirit, friendship with Holy Spirit will always point us to Jesus, will always point us to radical, passionate love for the king of this universe, Jesus Christ. And that is what it means to walk in friendship with Holy Spirit. And so if you guys want to just stand up with me in this moment, I I just feel like tonight, I I just want to respond Move this out of the way. And um, man, we were just we were just praying uh, even before beforehand tonight. And it was so cool to just be with the leadership team and to just be praying for you guys and hear what everyone was praying for. Because I, I was praying for you guys like crazy. Um, I was thinking about it even in the midst of so many, many like travels and we're going all over the place. But I was thinking of you in the back of my head the whole time. Like, oh man, I'm so excited for what God wants to do on Thursday night. And I came to the pre-meeting and we all just were talking and there was a theme that was consistent over and over and over and over again. And it was the power of God unto repentance and unto a a renewal and a filling of the Holy Spirit. And I just believe tonight is the night. Tonight is the night if you've been walking with any numbness of heart, if you've been walking with any cold or calloused part of your life, if you've been walking and you know your heart's grown cold, you know there's been sin patterns in your life. It could be anything from a wrong view of yourself to a struggle with addiction or pornography. It could be, it could be anything, but I believe the Holy Spirit who also convicts in this moment is bringing truth into the situations that we've been walking in. And I just feel like tonight's the night that Holy Spirit's a simple message. It's not, it's not words, it's God. It's the presence of God in this room that wants to meet us in a real and tangible way. And I believe we can all leave different tonight if we would so choose. And just a word of encouragement is in walking in friendship with God, there was a person who got to do it really, really uniquely um, on this earth about 2,000 years ago. And his name was Peter. 
And in a really unique way, Peter got to walk with Jesus for about three and a half years. Got to see his life, got to see the miracles Jesus did, got to hear the teachings firsthand from the king of this universe, the one who was holy, never sinned, set apart. But even so, there was a moment that Peter denied his friend, the one he had known for three and a half years, the one he had followed, the one he had put his hope in, the one he had cast out demons in his name. Like, I don't know how, how close, much closer you could get and yet there was a moment he still denied him three times. And after Jesus died, we, we know that the truth is he resurrected again and came out of the grave. And in that moment, you know, many of the disciples di didn't know that. And in John 21, there's an account where some of the disciples are in a boat and they're in the Sea of Galilee. I think they're probably just fishing, probably just contemplating what just happened these past three years. Like, what was that? What just happened? And they're out on the boat doing what they typically would have. And there was a moment where, where this man walks up on the shore. And it was actually John that recognized that it was Jesus. And the man on the shore called out. And John, a disciple and a friend of Jesus, said, that's Jesus. And as soon as Peter's friend John recognized that was Jesus, Peter jumped in the water, head first, swam to shore before the boat could even make it and got before the king of this world, Jesus Christ, and made his heart right with God, received the forgiveness of his sins, went up into an upper room, waited the power, the presence of God fell upon the upper room. And what was once a denying, sinful, weak little guy was all of a sudden a bold preacher, leader in the body of Christ. And what was it? It was getting right with God in a moment of repentance and being filled with friendship and the power of the Holy Spirit, the promised spirit that Jesus said would come to us. And so what I wanna do is I just want us to like, just like Peter, I feel like there's, there's more for us tonight. And if those, any of those three things, whether it be right now, you just feel in your heart, you're like, yeah, I have been walking in a sin pattern and I recognize I haven't had the power in my own strength to, to go to, to overcome sin. And I want to repent and I want to dedicate my heart to friendship with Holy Spirit, to receive power, to walk over sin. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe the next one was you where you're like, man, I, I haven't preached the gospel maybe ever, or maybe it's been a while and I recognize my power. I'm weak in my own strength. I need to come and repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm not going to live the, the life that you put me here on this earth for half in and half out. I, I want to live in the fullness. And what it means to live in the fullness is to go and make disciples. I'm sorry. I repent. I'm going to walk in friendship with Holy Spirit from here on out. Or maybe it's the last one and you're like, man, my heart just towards Jesus has grown cold. It's grown just a little dimmer than I want it to be. And I'm ready to, to recognize that I can't even keep my own fire going. I need friendship with Holy Spirit to keep my fire, to keep my burning love for Jesus alive. I, I just would say if any, if any of those three are you, would you just like come up and just get on your knees just right here, right in the front, just like Peter. coming. This isn't, this isn't a shameful thing. This is like, God loves me and I can do this because he loves me. Yeah, just keep coming. Anyone else? I just don't want us to let fear of man hinder us from humility before God and, and being gifted the thing we need, which is friendship with Holy Spirit.
This is so good, guys. I'm not trying, this isn't me manufacturing a moment. I just want to give us an opportunity to see God, to repent of, of ways we haven't been walking in the fullness, and to receive with joy the power and the filling of the Holy Spirit to live a life that he's called us into. And so I just want to invite, if some of the leadership team wants to just come and lay hands, and even if your heart's pounding right now and you know you're supposed to just come up here, you're supposed to get on your knees as well, just do it. It's worth it. One moment of honesty before God can do more than going to 40 accesses with, without honesty to God. One moment of honesty. Just come. If, if you know you need to come and get right. But I just want to invite some of the leadership team, just pray over everyone. Pray for just the presence of God. And just anyone here, even if you're not on your knees, but you know just in your heart you need to repent and you want to get right with God in any area. We just felt so strongly that there was going to be a gift and a grace for repentance tonight. And this is, guys, this is something that's joyful. This isn't sad. This isn't somber. There can be regret or remorse for a moment, but we get to walk in the forgiveness of God. And so Holy Spirit, right now, we just thank you for forgiveness. We just say as a room, God, I'm sorry. We repent, God. God, I repent of trying to do this on my own. I repent of thinking that the Holy Spirit is just some, some tool that I can use every once in a while. God, I repent and I recognize in this moment, we need you, Holy Spirit, for power, for power over sin, for power to preach the gospel, and for power to love you, Jesus. And so God, right now, we just repent. We say we're sorry, and we choose right now in faith, God, to turn away from every pattern, from every habit, from the wrong view of ourselves that we carried for maybe even years, God, to the moment we had last week where we chose something other than you, God, to the patterns of sin that we've been in. Whatever it is, God, we just say we're sorry, we repent, we fix our eyes on you, King Jesus. We fix our eyes on you, God. We thank you, God, that your word says you are faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So thank you, God, for forgiveness right now, God, in this room. And right now, God, we just come in agreement with your Holy Spirit. I just feel this is the desire of God in this moment is to fill us with friendship with him. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray across this room. I, myself included. I, I know there's more for me in friendship with Holy Spirit. I know there's more for me. And so God, I, I just ask Holy Spirit, would you fill our hearts afresh? Would you fill our hearts with desire and reverence and understanding of our right standing with Jesus? God, we just ask Holy Spirit that you would come right now, rest upon our hearts, rest upon our minds. Come make your home inside of us. Habitate our lives, God. Holy Spirit, we need you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for the ways you're leading us, Lord, but we recognize we need you, Holy Spirit, to walk in the ways in which you're leading us. We need you. We need you. So right now, just in a posture of receiving, whatever that looks like, just in a physical posture to represent a heart posture of receiving, if you'd want to lift your hands out or lift your hands high or join people on your knees, we just say, Holy Spirit, we receive you. Would you just repeat that after me? Say, Holy Spirit, we receive you. Holy Spirit, I receive you. I need you in my life. I want you in my life. I desire friendship with you. In Jesus' name.